Morena Fano. How are you all today? As it's already been said, happy Mother's Day to all you amazing mums. And in the prayer before the service, I said, you know, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for mums. Just, just saying facts. But no, happy Mother's Day to all you amazing mums, grandmas, dad, who are mums at times. We love you and appreciate you. Also to our spiritual mothers as well. I've got so many on my list of spiritual mums. But, um, and to those mums that are, who are no longer here with us as well, we remember them today. Um, to all of you, both here in the house and watching on Facebook Live, we bless you guys as well. So, Morena, my name is Rach. For some of you that don't know me, let's just get to know me a little bit more. So, hopefully I get this right. <laughs> so, here are three things you may know or not know about me. Okay, sorry guys, just trying to... I was given a crash course on this, I just... So, fact number one, I was adopted by these two amazing people, John and Jenny Hill, when I was seven years old. And I would like to say that even though I'm wearing pants 99% of the time, in the two photos with my parents, I'm actually wearing a skirt. You just can't see it. But, um, yeah, so the top... One with the, my two brothers. So the one next to me is my oldest brother, John. And my other brother is Pete. So, yes, my awesome whānau. Um, fact number two. I have competed at one time in bodybuilding. There I am. So on the left, I came second in Waikato. And I came third in the Nationals. So I have been a lot darker than I am right now. Um, if you call five layers of fake tan. That, that was an event. But um, I'm so glad I did it. And number three, besides rugby, you will find me watching this guy here, Steph Curry, in the NBA, who's also a Christian as well, so that's even better. Sadly, the LA Lakers knocked us out of the playoffs yesterday, so I won't be watching him anymore. <laughs> but anyway, that's a little bit about me, and uh, yeah. So, as you've seen from The Chosen, um, we're talking about Matthew 9.20, uh, verses 20 to 22. Just then... A woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, If I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. If I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. I just want to repeat verses 22. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, 
your faith has healed you. And she was healed. Father, I just thank you for this story, the story of faith, this woman, Lord, the faith that she had. Oh, Lord, you know, your daughters are here today, Lord, and your sons. Father, bless this word. Use it any way you want. Amen. So prior to the story, a man named Jairus came to Jesus pleading with him to save his 12-year-old daughter who had passed from an illness and Jesus was on his way to Jairus' house. It's quite ironic. This has always been a bit of ironic, you know. The, this girl is 12 years old and this woman's been bleeding for 12 years. It's like God planned it. <laughs> But the Bible doesn't really tell us much at all about this woman. All we know is she was bleeding for 12 years. But she must have been so desperate and exhausted that she put all her hope and faith in Jesus that he would heal her. As a woman, I cannot imagine bleeding for that long. But the shame and the loneliness that she must have felt In our time, though, we cannot imagine um, being an outcast of our community for being unwell or having a disease. However, as we learnt last week, that this still happens today in some of the African countries. If you are sick or have a deformity, you are cast out of your community. I guess the closest that we have been to feeling isolated is during, you know, those fun lockdowns that we had. But even now, when we have COVID, we've still got to isolate from our loved ones, from our church. It can take a massive toll on our mental health. And that was something that I experienced when I first got COVID. But in Jesus' time, when a woman was on her menstrual cycle, sorry men, she was classed as unclean. Also, whatever she touched or whoever touched her was also unclean. She would have had to wear layers and layers of clothing with rope tied around her. That weight that she must have carried, not only to get through to the crowd, but to get to Jesus. And um, my mother uh, from work, hang on, has um, loaned me something. No, we're not doing a workout today. I'm not going to do lunges and I'm not going to do squats. But this, sorry, this is a weighted vest. I think it's about 10 kilos. And my mother, he would walk up uh, Kaiti Hill up and down in it. And I'm using this weighted vest as an illustration of the weight that woman must have carried. I'm not exactly sure how much it weighed, but you can just imagine cloths and ropes tied around us. In Leviticus 15:19, it says, "When a woman has a regular flow of blood, the impurity of her monthly period will last seven days, and anyone who touches her." will be unclean till evening. There is a possibility that she lost her family, 
not being able to help her family and community. She would have seen anybody that could help her. That desperation to get better, it just must have been so exhausting. What is the most beautiful part of the story is her faith. She said to herself, if I can touch his cloak, I will be healed. She may have thought too, thought this because of the crowd. She wouldn't have been able to see him or Jesus may not have seen her or that Jesus would have been considered unclean if, he, if she touched her. But imagine as she pushed her way through the crowd, they may have, they would have been considered unclean and may have called out, she is unclean. And may, and there may have been religious leaders that yelled, she is unclean. Regardless of this, she did not lose hope and pursued her way towards Jesus. And she reached. She reached out and touched him. I said to Kirk and Mal during the week that the closest that I've been to a large crowd was over 10 years ago when I went to see the Foo Fighters. I said to my friend, I ain't going through that crowd. Of course, it's different though if it was Jesus. But that woman, she did not care. She was determined. She was going to get to Jesus. You know, she, oh, it's just beautiful. But my favorite part is, though, when Jesus turns and calls her daughter. Oh, she may not have heard that for 12 years. And here is Jesus, the Messiah, calling her daughter. That gives me goosebumps. Ooh. And it also makes me emotional. And then tells her that because her faith, she was healed. As we saw in the video as well, um, he said that she was clean. For the first time in a long time, she felt like she belonged. And more importantly, she was loved. We don't know what happened to her after she was healed. But I would like to think that she went back to her family and told them what Jesus had done and started her new life with Jesus. Amen. Throughout my life, Jesus has healed me in so many ways. As I mentioned, I was adopted when I was seven years old. I had a lot of issues from abandonment, rejection, guilt and shame. This affected my relationship with my parents as I'd keep them at arm's length and let them in so far. Looking back, I could see why this not only frustrated them, but also hurt them at the same time. They would always reassure me I had nothing to fear as I was their daughter and nothing will ever change that. In my mind, though, I couldn't let them in. As in the back of my mind, I had that fear of them abandoning me since my birth parents had already done it to me. As time went on, though, I knew this would never happen 
as their actions spoke louder than their words. I knew though I had a lot to let go of the pain of my childhood and forgive my birth parents. I had been dealing with this pain for years and I told people I'd forgiven them and had dealt with that pain. Looking back, I hadn't truly dealt with it. I was still carrying anger, shame and guilt from it. See, the real reason why I was adopted was my stepfather abused me when I was six years old. My mother had two choices. Keep me, he goes to jail. But keep him, and I get put up for adoption. And there was one thing I could never understand. Why did she put me through that? Was I such a horrible daughter that you didn't want me? I was even angry towards God for putting me through that trauma. I was just a kid. And you let me go through that. It wasn't until recently I learned what it meant to truly forgive and let go of that pain. I also realized that it was the best decision that my birth parents could ever have made for me. Because as I look back at my life now, it's been amazing. And also God has been there. He gave me two of the best parents and a loving family that have never made me feel left out. You know, it gives me, gives me goosebumps. But he has also healed me physically. Uh, nearly two years ago, six months into my apprenticeship, I decided to slice this little pinky. And um, I had severed my tendons and nerves. Not only was I meant to play the guitar with Vicky and Courtney, but I also had to go to Waikato. So, yeah, I didn't do a didn't do a half job, did I? Um, yeah. So I was going to Waikato with my parents to get it surgically repaired. Eight weeks later, I went to see the surgeon about if I would need physio and on my hand. But thanks to all the prayers I received, I was told I didn't need a physio, as I could move and bend my finger. I was able to, con uh, able to continue, not only to finish my apprenticeship, but also get back to the worship team. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. We've all been like that woman. I see the look on your faces. Huh? Even you men today. Let me explain what I mean by that. We've all felt the weight. We've all been tied down. That not only do we not talk to people in our church, but we don't go to Jesus, especially when he tells us, to come to him when we are heavy and burdened and heavy laden. In Romans 5, uh, verses 3 to 5, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame 
because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So think of verses 3 and 4 like a hope cycle. And I got this idea from Holly Furtick. So in verses 3 and 4 it says, Not only so, but we also glory in our suffering, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. See, we all go through suffering. Being a Christian does not exempt us from that. However, if we just persevere through it, even though it may feel like a headwind blowing back in our face, we have that inner strength to push through it. Especially you mums out there, I honestly don't know how you find the strength. You know, you may be sick, but kids still need to go to school and help with their homework. You just keep going and pushing through it. This is also when we need to reach out, not only to people in faith we trust and can be honest and vulnerable with, but to also God. And when we do that, it will build our character, that character that we are stronger than we were before we went into our suffering. And then it gives us this hope. Now, this hope is different. It's a different kind of hope. It's not the hope that we will win lotto, or maybe some of you mums had today, I hope my kid makes my coffee right this morning for Mother's Day. But we have that hope that God will use our suffering and pain not only for good, but it works for his good. We may not see it, but we have that hope that he will use it for his glory. But so when we go through another season of suffering, we can trust him more. But we are all at different stages, though. Maybe it's our marriage, our job, finances, studies, school. These can also be at different stages, and we need to cling to that hope that we have in our Father, but also give God thanks for what we have overcome whether it's illness, maybe our children have left home or passing that paper. So what am I trying to say is even though we're like that woman, and sorry, mean that includes you, we can get weighed down with our suffering and we can feel like we're at the end of our rope and we cannot turn to others or even God. I know I've said to myself and God, God, I... They have enough to worry about. They don't need to hear my problems. But he would keep saying to me, reach out. Come on, reach out. And in the end, when I have reached out, I've honestly felt so good and more at peace. If you are in a season where you're trying to reach out and you just know that if you just reach out and touch him, please talk to God honestly or someone that you trust in the faith. Pray together. Believe me, you will feel so much better and lighter. See, Jesus didn't come just to heal the physically sick, but those who are sick on the inside. And he is here. 
and he wants to take your burden. Actually, I'm going to repeat that. He wants to take our burden. He knows that pain you're going through because he went through it before and during his crucifixions. His best friends left him. One betrayed him. One denied even knowing him. The worst came when Jesus cried out, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? See, he knows your pain, but now, now he's with the Father. But he doesn't stop the healing when he went up. He continues to do so today. We just need to come to him as we are. And when we do that, this drops at his feet. And, um, yeah, I just really, really feel that there are a lot of people here today with that. It feels like that weighted vest, like you're walking up Kaiti Hill with that weighted vest. But give God thanks for everything that you guys have overcome, all of you. And, um, yeah, bless you guys today. Um, I'm just going to ask Kirk to um, start a song. It's from um, Cody Khan's Run to the Father. And um, I just encourage you to let it all out, however you feel comfortable. And um, Mel, Kirk and I will be up here if you need prayer or chat. Or just turn to whoever you feel comfortable with. I really bless you guys. Thank you.